0: It's WTMJ Now. News. Opinions. Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Here's your host, Steve Scafidi. Thanks to Wyatt Barmore Pooley for that uh, news update. We'll uh, hit you again at top of the hour at noon, high noon, before you hear from Jeff on show number final fourth show as he uh, gets ready to retire from DM. Wtm my volume there we go my volume was too low I couldn't hear myself joining me as he does every other Tuesday in studio my friend technology whiz videographer great photographer that's how I first met him Martin Moore joining me in studio and you're, you're recording for something
1: Instagram Steve. Steve I'm always I'm always recording you you're always rule of thumb when you're around Martin Moore just assume that you're being recorded the, yes because you and I have done so much over the years do you remember. You remember old flip phones, right? Oh yeah, of course you do. Sure you do. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when they first got cameras? And I, I don't. Every news don't. every news story was no one's no one's identity <laughs> safe anymore. <laughs> right. You're at the shopping mall, you're grocery shopping, you're pumping gas. Uh, you know, you're playing chess in the park. Someone's gonna have you. They're gonna have their little flip phone and their camera, and you're gonna be you're gonna be videotaped. Everyone's privacy is dead. Look at us now.
0: So on that subject, this is kind of getting away. We're going to talk about ages in, is in a second here. And we're going to talk about generational differences mm. and all of that stuff, mm. especially how it impacts all of those different groups. But I was thinking about this. I feel rude, but everybody wants to take pictures all the time. Yeah, family, friends, whatever. Sure. I don't necessarily want to be in a picture all the time. And sure. That, that is the. That is a. Fundamental change from how I grew up as a young adult. Really? Because I feel we like. We were taking pictures of ourselves all the time. We were, though. I mean, you can look back and you, when the Polaroid camera was
1: one of the most successful cameras of, of all time, people were have snapping a away. I, didn't well, have a I don't <laughs> but, uh, think I did. I mean, human beings have always been fascinated with with documenting their lives, documenting just the uh, human beings in society. And, and I, I think that it's just the natural evolution.
0: So, what's driving it? Social media or. Whatever, and this is speaking sort of the generational differences we have, our desire to be validated. somebody or validated yes. or important or pick a pick a term that is,
1: I would say for sure the current generation. Boy, this is going to be a beautiful segue that we did not prepare <laughs> for. I would say that you know the current generation, even my generation, where I squeaked into Gen X, um, whether you want to admit it or not, or like it or not. That va- that online validation when you post a selfie or you at a concert or, or whatever it is, um, that is something that has become very very ubiquitous, um, and it, I think it's bad for a lot of people's mental health. But I think a lot of people are are looking for that validation when they post a picture or a video.
2: Yeah,
0: absolutely. Mm. And I I just I, I and someone just... like you probably does not care. <laughs> no, I I I've, I'm I'm retracting from social media. Sure, I'm only on. I don't have Facebook anymore. Mm. I'm on Twitter because of the show, which I I appreciate. It's a great way to publicize and celebrate some of the cool things we do and we talk about and all that. I get that. And I'll remain on there until I I'm no longer doing this. And I'm a, I'm on Instagram only because I don't know, somebody maybe my wife signed me up once and I I rarely Cause there's cute animals doing fun tricks. That's why you're on Instagram. I would Instagram. be more interested in Elizabeth Hurley than cute animals <laughs> if you know what I'm sp- talking about, but but whatever. Sure. So this is a great segue as you said into sort of the con- the conversation I want to have And it has to do with the generational differences, but also the impact on, let's be honest, older generations. Mm -hmm. And and I didn't even know this until I started looking at this. There's, There's both Boomers 1 and 2. If you don't know what you are in the Boomer generation, Boomers 1 is 46 to 1954. Boomers 2, a.k.a. Generation Jones, which I'm not sure where that came from. Never heard that before. That's 55 to 64. So I'm in the Boomer 2 generation. Okay. But when you think about ageism, I get, I get a lot of emails from people about the show. And they, they always say, let me tell you a story. I worked at a company for 30-some years. I got to be 56, 57. My work product didn't deteriorate. I was still efficient. I was still getting my work done. They just said, yeah, we don't need you anymore. Yeah. I have a, a close, not immediate family, but a family uh, association where somebody actually said out loud in a room, we're going with a younger. I'm air quoting. If you're watching on the stream, younger workforce out loud. They got sued and lost a big case. Yeah, they said it out loud. Do you think as a and which group are you in? You're in the. Uh, I just squeaked into Gen X. Gen X was 1980 in 60, yeah, is 1980. Yeah, right born. at the end of it. Actually, Gen yeah. X is 65 to 80.
1: And I'd really like to keep it that way. If they redefine it and try and squeak me a millennial, I, I I'll still call myself Gen X.
0: <laughs> I will fully admit that generations look at each other, not generally in a positive way. No, oh,
1: absolutely not. I mean, there are you know, you and I were talking uh, during the commercial break. You could fill a swimming pool with the tropes and euphemisms yes. and, uh, that that we all are guilty of using and doing um, when we are thinking and talking about and looking at generations. And people younger than us, and generations, and people older than us. There's not a single person on planet Earth I will buy that says, "Well, I've never, you know, I'm 67 years old. I've never looked at a 20 year old and thought, oh, 'Oh, you're just lazy. You sit at home, you do nothing.'" And vice versa, uh, uh, you know, someone in their 20s looking at a, looking at a boomer and thinking they're so out of touch. And
0: I've done it myself. Yeah, oh, like, actually, I've done a half hour or an hour in the program about dudes living in their parents' basements. Yeah, yeah. matter of fact, a quarter quarterback last night, of the New York Giants, still lives. In his, yes. at his parents' house. I found that
1: out, and my mind was blown.
0: And I, I think he's 29 or something like that. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that. this is what I want to get to. Mm. And this is my question for all of you out there in Radio Land, however you're consuming us today, which is awesome. And we're in every 50 states, all 50 states, love each and every one of you. Do you look at a different generation? Maybe subconsciously or unconsciously and, and look down on that generation, whether you're younger, looking at older. I always tried our friend Andy Tarnoff because he's always saying stuff about boomers. Yeah. And I always give him crap about it. Yeah, Like, what are you doing, dude? I, I, well, I do, and I, he's almost a boomer himself, right?
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Andy. No, I do. I do think a lot of people just default and immediately they, they they see someone younger or older talking and they just completely check out and ignore or don't even give them the chance to sort of uh, explain their position and self. And here's the thing, especially if you're younger, most people, I really feel like the world began the day that they were birthed and don't really have the sort of appreciation for what came before them, the people that came before them and everything that shaped the world we live in, the politics that we're uh, subjected to, the technology that we have, the advances we made in every facet of our human existence, I feel is not appreciated. And I'm guilty of that too. I go out of my way now to, you know, to sort of to learn about that stuff and and ask questions and respect people that have come before me. But I don't think that is something that is, uh, you know, typically normal until you get older eventually you get to a point where you start to appreciate that do you stuff, think,
0: but do you think not to be ageist but do you think getting older makes you more thoughtful more yes yeah absolutely
1: uh,
0: it, it has because, to. because you know your time eventually is gonna run out it's just that well, it's that, because you've experienced
1: life you know you've you, if you've been on planet Earth for 40 50 60 years I, and I don't care how you know Low, not low of a life. That's not what I'm saying. But like, whatever you did, whether you were uh, just a, a, a stay-at-home parent on, in the middle of nowhere, or you were a CEO of a company, you've learned something over that time. You've seen things, and you you definitely develop a appreciation for uh, your time on Earth <laughs> and, and and what what's going on and what's changed.
0: I brought this up yesterday on the show. Surveys show that one in five young people, and they used 18 to 29 as young people, which we could debate that, I guess. I would say 18 to 25 is... Yeah, that seems more reasonable. But the point of the survey was they believe the Holocaust is a myth. Oh my God. People we believe, believe it, the world one is, is
1: flat. One in
0: five. One in five, though.
1: Steve, there's a whole... There's people that, like, chase ghosts like the Ghostbusters. they <laughs>
0: <laughs> So what is it? Is it lack of experience? Is it lack of... The the classic one that boomers use, and I'm one of these, mm-hmm. is we had to go out and work. Like I worked since I was like 13 on a farm, then I worked at a food store, and then I had you know full time jobs when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. We worked. We got out there. We exposed ourselves. We we met people that were much older than us. Mm-hmm. If you live in your parents' basement, to go back to that cliche, yeah, are you really experiencing things that give you a well rounded? chance to understand the world? That, I guess that's my point.
1: I would, I, say, I would say no. I, it's really not until you move out on your own and you have to figure out how to set up a phone and, and get your gas hooked up and, and all that stuff and, and pay your bills is when you really become an independent human being.
0: 855 616 the old National Bank talking text line. Do you consciously or unconsciously judge younger or older generations based on your perspective being in either one of those groups? And do you do anything to try to not do that. And that's kind of the point of this conversation. Yes. Thinking about these things. That's what I want to get into. Martin Moore, Steve's Scafidion, WTMG. Now. Have a holy jolly Christmas. Oh yes, we are celebrating Christmas. We're not hiding from it. Not declaring war on Christmas. We're not doing any of that.
1: Right? Steve, we celebrate Christmas for Now, over two months. Yes, we do. There's no war on Christmas.
0: (laughs) No, not here or anywhere. There should not be a war on Christmas. All right, Martin Moore joining me in studio. We always talk about technology things. Today we're talking about ageism, Mm. generational differences. Quickly, for those, if you're you're concerned about where you are, Gen Z, 97 to 2012. Millennials, 81 to 96. Gen X, 65 to 80. Boomers, 2, 55 to 64, which is where I'm at. Boomers, 1, 46 to 54. Post-war, 28 to 45. And of course the greatest generation World War II, twenty-two to twenty-seven. Which they are. Which they are. I'm glad you said it. See, that's showing respect for a, a different generation. From the old National Bank talking text line, I see calls are coming in as well. Uh, from the 414. I'm a millennial. First of all, thanks for listening to the show. Mm. God bless you. I love those millennials. I look at my generation critically. I'm barely in the group nineteen eighty two and I just can't understand what's wrong with my age group. Hey, Texter, if you can, tell me what you think's wrong with your age group. So we can have a little more to go on. That's an interesting
1: thought. I don't think there's anything wrong with millennials. No? Millennials, in my opinion, are one of the most interesting groups of society that we've had in the last hundred years. You're talking about a generation of people who grew up watching their parents lose their houses, lose their jobs, um, college—you know—coming out of college and having just ridiculous debt, and they have no affinity. For the banking industry, for owning a house, or for being loyal to, I mean, you always hear, oh, millennials, they just job hop every two, three years. Well, once you, if you watch your pa- mom and dad who were at their company for 30, 40 years, just.
0: Yeah, where was that loyalty then when, exactly. those, when your parents are losing their jobs? So now why would I be loyal I, to a company that's going to do that to me at some
1: point? Yeah. And, and so with each generation, there's there's sort of these major things that happen that, that sort of define who they are, the way they think. Look at the current generation now in COVID. You have a whole generation of kids that grew up um, around COVID and and learning on computers. And I mean, to, to not think that that isn't going to shape the way that they view the world going forward.
0: Interesting thought about COVID and the pandemic. Do you think technology can fix some of the problems that COVID and the pandemic created? Like the the learning deficit there, the gap there, um, like some of the social things that disappeared for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Can technology fix that? I mean, I I do think it
1: actually being able to connect with people during then. I mean, I there were so many friends that I hung out with, and family members I hung out with, and, and coworkers that I hung out with over over Zoom. Uh, I definitely think it made uh, technology made uh, connecting with people much more accessible uh, because of COVID. And I think going forward that that'll definitely help. But that's that's digital. That's not a you know a in person sort of physical connection that you can get. But yeah. I think so.
0: Luis joins us from Menominee Falls. Hey, Luis, thanks for calling in.
2: Hey, Steve, nice talking to you. Thank you very much for taking my my my, my uh, call. Sure. I, I'll, I'll be quick so a lot of people can participate. I was sharing with, with the gentleman that answers the phone the fact that um, being from Costa Rica and having come to New York at 11 years old where I was in the middle school by my mother and said, okay, this is your school. This is what you do, boom, boom, boom. And they both work two jobs. I went about my life like that. Then four years later, at 15, I was on my own and been on my own hustling since then. Today I got a great family, I, thankfully. And I see two things on this. Uh, I think the upbringing has a lot to do with it because even though in my case, my parents got divorced and everybody, but but they they did what they had to do so that I could fly alone, and so I always appreciated them. They both deceased ever since. But uh, and so when I'm in New York, which is a, a state where everybody hustles, and even last year I went back with my truck. Talk about 15 years later, it seemed like nothing changed. There's this is millions of people there, and nothing seemed to change except that the people obviously were. What the different uh, folks, the the sons and daughters, and and, and on and on. Uh, But I felt that New York has not changed in the way people share with you and all that. Contrary to that, in 2017, I was in California, couldn't even get a job in 18 months. It Mm. got so, I felt so isolated by society there, and I'm not exaggerating, uh, that I moved to the airbase with my family and then just prepared. And that's how we got to Wisconsin, got my motorhome going, and prepared to come here. And I told my wife, "There's nothing here except everything is expensive. Nobody talks to you. You know, I mean, you know, nothing. Even I was even a notary, and I did one signature from a from a guy that I met at the base. You believe that? Yes. So that generational gap it depends on the upbringing and the determination of people to value. Those those things uh, that were they were taught, because even today in my family, uh, my little uh, granddaughter that's three years old, she plays and shares with me the same way like the 14-year-old grandson. I love and this all, story, you know, Lewis. We all talk close, and uh, we stay close.
0: I love it. Thanks for sharing that, Luis Collin from Menominee father. I agree. It is it is those things
2: mm-hmm.
0: that that's the connective tissue that makes it work. But we're, you know we're really talking about things that don't work. And you know when I hear and read stories about people that are younger than me, some older than me, who just want to still be viable and and part of the thing, and their their companies are saying no. Yeah. Do you think it's because some of the decision makers are of your generation the younger than they're maybe not giving these? Yeah, things? absolutely.
1: Uh, I, I you know I think I think it's it's definitely a. a a two-way street. I think as boomers are aging and getting out of positions of management and CEO positions, you're getting a lot of younger millennials in those positions and who may want to be surrounded with like, likewise people um you know it's it's similar to politics too where i mean you look at look at congress and the average age in there and how hard it is to to get in there and get support from a a lot of the the older generation in politics that's
0: an interesting point because those are the lawmakers Mm -hmm. the leaders that we we see on tv we hear on the radio and tv and if they're not representative of the younger generation's why would the younger generations want to be vested in in anything that they're doing or saying?
1: Exactly, and I mean we we see that play out every day with with, with politics.
0: <laughs> uh, from the nine two zero, I believe it is the parents in my household. There's not a ch- there was not a choice when you graduate; you get a job or you go to school. And when you're done with school, you get a job and a full time job. <laughs> Many of my son's friends don't do much of anything, and no one makes them. This is the classic one that I hear. Mm. So, the youth of our country, and I I will admit. That this is maybe the bias I have, maybe it's my truth, whatever it seems like from my perspective as a boomer or boomer two whatever my classification is, that young people aren't urged to get out there mm-hmm. aren't urged to participate in the, in the workforce they are actually being given things that we had as a young person had to earn like sure. my dad said, you want those those cool shoes Sure. you buy you earn the money and you buy them you want those those cool jeans from Levi, whatever, you go earn the money and buy them. And I did. Sure. I think
1: one of the disconnects between the generations uh, to, to build on that is what, you know, what the workforce looks like in the gig economy. Now, I I see so many, you know, early 20 year olds, mid 20 year olds trying to to create a career and a, and a life for themselves that looks nothing like what. Our parents would have went after and what I mean by that is you know starting their own tech startup or being a youtuber or being a gaming streamer the the workforce in the way that you can make money in 2023 is vastly different than it was and so while to someone maybe in their 50s, 60 70s uh, seeing someone like me on YouTube uh, I might like look like I'm wasting my time but my entire career and everything I've accomplished in my entire life is solely because of my YouTube channel and so I think I think it's hard to sort of appreciate uh, what a lot of the younger generation is doing as far as like building a career and what they're doing with their time and investing their time in. I think it gets mixed with, you know, they're, they're just being lazy or they're playing games or, they're, or they're, they're playing pretend CEO or whatever it is.
0: Last thing on this, because uh, and we want to get to another topic, which I think is important, in how we use technology mm. in our everyday life, including traveling and things like that, going to retail establishments. So given all the technology we have, mm. I asked it in a different way before. Will the technology smooth these differences or make it worse in the future? All of these generational things we just talked about. I mean, judging. I, I, I honestly, i like to believe
1: that it's going to smooth things over because technology brings people together. I mean, that's that's does inarguable. It, it does. I mean, look at look at look at us we went to well i guess we didn't really meet through technology did we? <laughs> but i mean i have there's a lot of people that i know in their 20s that are great friends and people in their that 50s and 60s that i media? that i met on social media um, and, and so technology brought us together now whether you want to participate in that and seek that out That's you. That's
0: my concern. Yeah, you have a group. That's maybe not doing that
1: And, and I think that's something that that people need to make contagious if that's some if you're someone like me that is Interested in connecting with people from different generations and in befriending them um, I, th- I think making that contagious and, and, and trying to sell other people who otherwise wouldn't do that on that sort of Thesis is is very very important. You know it, it's an interesting topic. No. I,
0: I don't know that we cracked the nut, but I i no, This I'm is always,
1: this I'm, is a one to two hour uh, <laughs> uh, no interruption We're sort have of podcast. That yeah, one. Th- this is definitely a podcast. So episode.
0: you're which one? You're millennial? Gen X? Gen X? How dare you? I'm baby. <laughs> Just boomer kidding, two. millennials. We need one more group, and let's let's podcast that.
1: I, I would love Gen Z. Or what, whatever the current one group. is. Yes,
0: I would love that. And we'll pick five things and we'll dissect it from each gen. That's a great hour. Absolutely. got to do that. All right, Martin Moore, my guest. Somebody asked about your credentials. Go through them. They're, they're impressive. You have done a lot of interesting things.
1: Uh, I worked on cars for 20 years from when I was 17 till I was 27. Off job. Yep. Uh, now I shoot photos and make commercials and do marketing and sales for costs, headphones. Also have a YouTube channel, podcast, radio, speaking engagements.
0: Uh, I've done a lot. Real work and some really innovative and cool stuff. I haven't Things slept like a lot in my life. <laughs> there we go. After the break, Martin Moore, we're gonna talk about some technology stuff and including the way it's the intrusive way mm. it's gonna impact us not just in the future, but right now. Mm-hmm. That's next. WTMJ. Oh, there's no place like for my guest, oh, he's got the credentials. We're going to talk about some of the credentials in mm-hmm. a second when we get into the technology conversation. Uh, are you at home for the holidays, guys, or do you travel? Uh, we use, you know, it's it's back and forth. Two years ago, we went to Miami
1: for Christmas and New Year's, and my gosh, it was maybe one it's of my favorite much. trips I've it's ever done. It's too
0: much done. for me. I don't want to travel. To oh,
1: we, lo- we left on Christmas Day. Oh, it was a- absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, and of uh, course,
0: I'm jealous of Martin because he accomplished the 50 state thing. We're going to get you one there. before I did. I, my wife and I have talked about Hawaii. That's do our last it. one. You yes. have to do it. We've got other things on our and list, and then you
1: can get your 50 tattoo, I, like mine, that I paid 175 I, so for. So you and
0: I talked about that last time. I go, <laughs> I don't have any tattoos. I go, I may get a 50 if I get 50. She goes, Why would you do that? I go, because Martin has
1: one. <laughs> it's a huge. It's you know, it's a huge accomplishment. I will never. The only time I will regret this. Is when I have to amend it in case Puerto Rico or DC or something yeah. become
0: a state. Oh, plus one, plus two. That, <laughs> that's we, what people say. That's a dangerous thing. Um, after the break, here's my question: All this technology, all the AI, facial recognition. Do you love it or hate it? If you have to interact with it, and for example, airports. Mm. If it speeds it up for you, are you all in? Are you say no? I'm good with the wait. That's our conversation. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. After this. Martin Moore in studio as he is every other Tuesday here on WTMJ. Kind of alternate between Christian Snyder and he's more pol- politics and culture and, and Martin's more technology, but certainly doesn't. I can, it. I can, I can do, you I, can I do, do all I of do it stuff. all. Um, so I wanted to shift gears. You and I were, we always go back and forth about what we want to chat about and I was intrigued by this one. Technology again. But all the things that we're interacting with. So we have, like, uh, facial recognition. I use it on my like, iPhone. Mm-hmm. Boom, it's quick, easy. Yep. I don't have to put that stupid password in, that, yep. that dirty, rotten password. Or it your greasy thumbprint
1: that it doesn't want yes.
0: to take. Um, airports is the big one. I'll I'll say this to anybody that wants to listen. Global entry, TSA pre sign me up. And if I had a way where I didn't even have to have my card or my number, even more so. Right. Speed up the process. I've always said...
1: Nothing will make you feel better than another human being than having global entry or TSA pre-check at like LAX or Denver. Oh my God, hundreds of people in
0: line, <laughs> skipping You're the line, skating through, it's just fast tracking.
1: It is the best feeling. Just looking at them, going, "Ah, oh, you suckers."
0: <laughs> but my question for all of you is: Do you resent this? Are you angry about this? This some people say intrusion into your own identity mm-hmm. that you can't really can't hide anymore because no. Let's be honest, maybe you don't, maybe you know this, maybe you don't. Wherever you go now, there's electronic license plate readers oh, yeah. in and out of parking lots, parking garages. There's, there's cameras s- at
1: every intersection, facial recognition in stores. There's people's doorbells.
0: <laughs> so, 855 <laughs> 616 What's your reaction to the technology? I gave you a good one. I'll, I'll take global entry TSA pre check any day of the week. Mm-hmm. It speeds up the process. I would have zero problem if I walked into an airport, it recognized my face and said, he's good. On your way, fella.
1: Absolutely. So here's the thing: by 2040, they're saying that airport traffic, meaning you and you and me uh, going in, is going to double. And right now, our current airports are just not set up to handle that. And so a lot of people say, "Well, let's just big build bigger airports." I mean, that's that's going to take 10, 20 years to do that. So the thinking is. How can we speed up the process then because the more passengers airlines can get through the more money they make and one of those things is facial recognition and imagine if you were on your way to the airport you could check in for your TSA and it scans your face you have a digital ID that is completely universal all around planet Earth which good luck trying to get that passed but you scan your phone say I'm going to be at the airport it checks you in and then you walk into the airport camera scans your face you're in. Uh, you go to TSA, there's a bunch of little kiosks, scan your face, it sees your face, has all your travel information, your vaccines, whatever it is that that is required, and then boom, you're in.
0: So you're all in? Yeah, I'm fine. They're already, That's no said. know everything
1: about me, and you give them everything when you get your pre-check and all that, so yeah, I don't care if it speeds up the process, if I don't have to get to an airport two hours early, which I don't anyways... <laughs>
0: Are you like they're not like last second guy. Are
1: I I would love to get to the airport about a half hour before my flight leaves. My wife will not let me do that, so we usually do about an hour. An hour is good at Milwaukee. We're
0: like hour fifteen, hour thirty because we live we live right by of Milwaukee. Airport. Yeah, we're, we live you, right by the airport. I have yet,
1: and I I travel an awful lot. I have yet to ever get to MKE, park in the structure, and then get through TSA pre check in under twelve minutes.
0: Yeah, ever. <laughs> All right, so make it really easy, 855-616-1620, text line is fine, yay or nay, are you all in, which is yay, on all this technology that speeds things up, if it speeds things up, facial recognition, artificial intelligence, whatever, whatever's necessary to make your interactions, whether they're social, monetary, travel, pick one, quicker. Or are you nay? Like, leave me alone. I don't want you to know who I am. I want to travel anonymously. I don't The most want you to... analog We're...
1: life that you can give me.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the movie Minority Report. Wherever yes. Tom, go- Tom Cruise goes, the actor Tom Cruise, they know who he is mm-hmm. by his eyeballs. That's like the extreme example. Yeah. True crime, I think, was the, uh, yeah. the term they used in that movie. Martin Moore, my guest, will hash this one out in the remaining, I don't know, 10 minutes or so, right here on WTMJ. <gasps> Mariah Carey, is that the song, is that her famous song? It's like the number one Christmas song of all time. I don't know why, but... Have you seen the video? No. Well, then you'd understand why. (laughs) You're talking about Mariah Carey's presence to the world?
1: I had a crush on Mariah Carey when I was in my youth. (laughs) Probably a lot of people (laughs) did. All
0: right, so we're talking about uh, technology with Martin Moore, and we were chatting during the break about the sort of the interface between technology and us human beings... Mm. And I didn't know this. Tell the story. Sure.
1: So Amazon has these ghost stores. They're a brick-and-mortar store. They have Amazon Go. Amazon Go store. They have them in Seattle and probably Silicon Valley. They're, they're all over the country. And basically what it is is you walk in as a customer. Steve walks in. It scans your face. It automatically links you to your Amazon Prime account, knows your credit card number, all that stuff. You walk in, you grab a basket, and you fill it with eggs and milk and, uh, you know, toilet paper and whatever, deodorant, whatever it is that you need. It's like a a really bougie, fancy, big bodega. (laughs) You fill your thing up, you walk out, it charges you. You don't interact with... No uh, checkout. No checkout. You don't hit OK. So imagine scaling this to something like a gas station where, you know, you go to pump your gas. You just pull in grab the handle it scans your face you fill your gas up it doesn't ask you to do you want a car wash do you want to sign up for a rewards program you know do you, all the 8 million questions and so this is a way to to get more people through uh through gas stations through uh you know in shopping and in airports and i think it is it's something that's it's currently happening in China and other countries, and I think it's something that is, is going to be ubiquitous in 10, 15, 20 years from now, especially if airports really are going to have double the amount of passengers going through. They're not going to be able to make the airports bigger in you, time. Yeah, so you have to, you you have to fast-track and people. and uh, so,
0: A lot of, t- a lot of uh, commentary on the old National Bank talking text line. Most people are, are not a fan, nay. Um, this one I get a lot when I talk about technology. Seniors. Removing the old-fashioned dollar bills. Mm-hmm. Figuratively speaking, you know, using and then going to digital dollars. How does that affect seniors? Because they, in some ways, they don't want to embrace technology. Mm -hmm. Did you just, is that ageism? I believe so. (laughs) Well, the texture brought it in. Nah. Um, And people are saying, many people are saying they want their privacy and their freedom to control that. Invasion of privacy
1: sure that's fine, but typically the people that always sit there and preach Oh, I, I value my privacy and freedom are the ones that have their Facebook accounts, and, and they all have all their information Anyways,
0: they have their Amazon Prime account Google knows knows yeah. them better than they do Trust me. There's a plenty of old people stacking their front porch with Amazon boxes, yeah. So they figure that part out But here's the deal you can. You should be able to opt out of these things if you don't want
1: to jump oh, in and fully participate. All you, all you got to do is read the uh, rules
0: and regulations and sign price. that agreement. That's yes. all you got
1: to do, and we all do that, correct?
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> do you get the sense, Martin, that like what's next? I mean, so we're talking about sort of the Minority Report where they just they scan you and you're good. What's after that? Is it like internally having like in something embedded? Like uh, there's a company. I can't remember the name of it, in Wisconsin, actually embedded a chip in their employee. Oh, yeah, like your little credit card chip, the NFC. Voluntary process, more than 50% of their employees did it. Got them through their locked doors. Uh, Got them through their computer access. Got them through their vending machines for lunch. They're already doing that.
1: Yeah, I mean, imagine imagine a world where you had a little chip in your hand and you could just wave it and open up your door, unlock your computer and car door, and the only way that anyone could steal that was to, like in the movies, chop your hand off or, <laughs> and use it. The, yes, that stuff's all going to come, and a lot of that technology is already here and developed and, and and tested, and in some cases scaled, like in China. I you you like,
0: just mentioned China because I just got that one. Yeah. I was waiting for whether you like it or not, it, it's gonna happen. China then has the power. That's what the texters.
1: Yeah, say. it goes back to the, our original conversation in the beginning of the show of remember flip phones and when people freaked out about the cameras and we're all gonna lose our privacy. Everyone's gonna be on the internet. There's all of this stuff is not inevitable whether we like it or not. um. And you can you can try to not participate in it, but that means you're going to have to live in whatever that school bus is in the middle of Alaska that that guy ate the poison berries in and then died in. <laughs> it's, it's unavoidable. Everyone's watching you. Everyone's There's ringing. There's
0: nothing we're going to do or say that's going to slow it down, no. in your opinion.
1: No. So tic, Absolutely not.
0: The TikTok generation, if that's what this is going to yeah. be called. And it might
1: be. Uh, here's the thing. We created this. And we can blame young people for all this technology and stuff, but we created computers. We created social media.
0: They were were older than me. We created those guys. We
1: created the phones. Millennials and Gen Gen Z didn't create that. We created it. The world that we live in right now that we complain millennials and Gen Z are using, all that tech is the world that we created for them. And- I mean, that's just the that's just the argument.
0: <laughs> uh, somebody asked what's with the Amazon stores were called Amazon Go's, right? Yes, Amazon, Amazon Go. Go stores. And I don't know if there's any locally. There might not, be might be in I Chicago. Know. I'll actually google up to, during the break. Um a lot of people asking this question as well in the old National Bank talking text line. If this is so valuable and so good and they're using it in law enforcement public safety, why are the crime numbers not going down? Oh boy, that's a that's for over that's my like pay. A grade. Whole nother- that's over my pay grade. I have no idea. Because <laughs> that's only the recognition. Yeah. There's enforcement. Yes. There's actually the arrest and capture of people that are doing these crimes. Yeah. And well, January 6th they use resources. all the
1: facial recognition stuff to, to catch people. And Absolutely. So it it'll it'll be scaled and you know, we're gonna see it. And I definitely think it's gonna make people's lives better, but it's it's gonna come at the cost of you know, whether it's the government or private companies like Google or Amazon having
0: our digital selves and great way to end it because the, the texter just asked this from the nine two oh. I don't want to be a lemming. Where's the individuality? Interesting question. Yeah. But I would argue you're incredibly enmeshed in the world of technology and you're probably one of the most unique people I know. So why would you have to sacrifice that Uh, while embracing technology? I mean, that's a, that's a choice that you have to make.
1: You know, you can either participate in the ubiquity of, you know, all that, or you can, be, be yourself and, 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 you know, do you. and.
0: Let me. I asked you this question a long time ago when you first started coming on the program. How many actual phone calls, do, I want to see if it's changed, do you actually participate in on your smartphone?
1: How many have I made myself? Yeah. So not like telemarketers calling me 50 yeah, times a day. Yeah, not
0: those. Real phone calls you've made.
1: I don't know that I've physically made a call Maybe once to my wife this year, but I would say Seriously. it's not an exaggeration to say I haven't made an actual phone call. oh, I don't know, maybe since like 2017 or something like that, or, and Steve, if they had a, a phone plan <laughs> that excluded the whole phone part, right, take my money.: No kidding. It, I cannot stand. Is it all text with you? I and can't messages? stand talking on the phone. I can't stand having to like go to the post office and. How can you talk to an actual, to talk actual human phone. being? And, no, absolutely not. I hate it. Phone calls are so inconvenient. I'm always in the middle of something. Like when it rings, and then you want me to stop what I'm doing? No, absolutely not.
0: Always fun to talk to you, Martin Moore. We'll see you after the new year because we got a holiday coming up yes. in the next week. So enjoy your holiday. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Enjoy your family and friends and neighbors and all of that. And. Because it's you, embrace that technology. Yeah, you too, sir.